0: You're listening to The Real King with Joe and Heidi King. You may have moments where you feel like you need to clear your own name, need to be right, need to make your opinion known. Today, we are talking about how we have already been cleared through the blood of Jesus, and we need to continue to rely on God. Let's get into it.
1: A couple years ago, you remember? My fireworks show. I just told this
2: story at work, oh. and there's nothing. I listen. The looks on people's faces were is burned into my brain. Mm.
0: <laughs> it 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 was levels of post-traumatic stress disorder for me. It
1: was me. so humid.
0: I, I didn't want to do fireworks the next year.
1: Yeah, it was so humid that all the smoke from the fireworks just stayed in one place. It was like there was a, no wind. It was
0: like a Vietnam movie.
1: Yeah, we had those like big cakes full of mortars. One of those tipped, and Carlos and I were setting up and lighting off. One of those tipped, and it fell towards the rental property across from mom and dad's. And I think it had like 56 shots. So, 56 mortars that you can't shut off shot that house. Yeah. And we didn't know, but two little twin girls were home. I feel like you
0: don't even need to put that part in because you're immediately going to make people mad. That was the the most.
1: Yeah, lights were off. They were probably like watching a movie, watching, watching all episodes of Friends in one night, just having a normal life, and then all of a sudden, like bang, explosion, pretty red lights. We're like running, trying to make sure the house isn't on fire. And all of a sudden the door opens up and I can see the <laughs> kitchen light <laughs> and this girl is like, what's going on? And then she comes over and she just like casually is like, that's crazy. And she's now watching us trying to get, and then like, but she's like, my sister's in there.
0: All the smoke after it was over though stayed. Yeah. It's, it didn't go away. Yeah. There
1: was no wind. And
0: every, it, there when it stopped like when the final one stopped not one person was talking like it was just we had a group
1: people came we spent like two grand three grand on fireworks people came to see that show
0: i hated that so much in my brain when something like that happens i go to like action movies (laughs) where i thought for sure the entire house was going to explode like we, I'm like, we're we're gonna hit a gas line and the whole thing's gonna We explode. were
1: only like a third through the fireworks too, so we finished the show.
2: Okay, so like listen, hold on. First of all, I am in a battle <laughs> a losing battle against my headset your, right now. Your, your but ear muffins. I need you to understand. If you can imagine like everybody has smiles on their faces, okay? Like ooh and know, like
0: Like you're playing God Bless America on your phone yeah, while you're watching some. Fireworks. And all of a
2: sudden Everything starts going in slow motion.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It literally Literally.
1: was. Dude, I lost my flops.
0: (laughs) I just started saying Jesus. I was like, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus.
1: Somebody got the garden hose, so they were wetting the grass. And I lost my flip flops. And I'm like running around. Wet. I feel like
2: I looked over in the bushes and
1: Carlos was just
2: there like blink, blink, like
1: <laughs> just watching the whole thing, like I have nothing to do with this.
2: These crazy
1: Americans. This is the thing, is now that God has delivered and set me free from me.
2: This is the hindsight's twenty. Now he thing. gives
1: he gives me this ministry and calling of putting people back in my path to help them get free of PTSD. So if they've ever went sledding with me, <laughs>
0: You know he's ridden. never been sledding with you since.
1: Yeah, Carlos. Carl's went one that time. was his first snowfall, yep. and I was spitting blood everywhere. He was know?
0: wearing a hunting orange jumpsuit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he no.
1: was. yeah a snowmobile suit. That like probably had one. deer
2: blood all over yeah, it. Yeah, it did from the last thirty-five years. Yeah, <laughs> we don't wash oh, it. Oh man, it's like a horror movie. You, yeah.
1: Bad luck to wash it, I guess. I don't know. I'm not superstitious, but I he's think he's a that's little stitious.
2: <laughs> <laughs> not so much super.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you've ridden in a car with me, can I, I tell
2: you something about Carlos? Is yeah. and this is really funny to me. This time of year, can tell me if there's a more foreign concept to you. This time of year, he likes it because it reminds him of Christmas.
1: Yeah, like yeah, at, me the
2: weather. The barbecue, the fireworks. Yeah, in that is country. Christmas to him. Interesting, isn't that weird? Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Carlos,
2: is that where Christmas in
0: July came from? No.
1: Carlos went snow tubing with me. Like his first snowfall, I, I bit my tongue in half. I don't remember all of it, but I remember spitting blood all over and pulling your pants I down.
0: I don't remember. Okay, if nobody has context, they're like I bit my tongue in half. Don't remember all of it, but I pulled your pants. I down. I mean, you
2: did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's. A it's lot not there. a
1: sledding hill. I I was watching this hill for like, I don't know, a few years. He's like, got his
2: eye on a couple of good hills. This
1: this would be a hill when my kids are old enough, and. So that night we got good snow. So I'm like, and it was his first snow. I'm like, let's take some tubes over there and try out this hill. Kim, It was like 11 at night too. They got
0: married in September, which means he, he was only like knowing us for a few months.
2: He didn't yeah. even have his green card yet. It was still a visa. <laughs>
1: like <laughs> yeah. no,
0: Knowing the King family for only two months. The, that's a lot. That's like a huge.
2: It's a lot to sh- take in.
1: I was, I was pretty recently <laughs> delivered too. And set free from alcoholism and stuff. So I was feeling great. So here's what happened though.
2: Joe, my whole life, famously, we would go sledding and he would go... I was smaller. He's six years older than me. So he would take his big boots and he would make tracks in the snow for me. And he'd be like, just step where I step. Right?
1: <laughs> and But then I'd get tired and take bigger steps. Yeah. The further I'd Seriously,
2: the hill. <laughs> So... I would step where he steps. So he takes you up this hill that's not a sledding hill. It's Yeah, there was
1: saplings all over it. Yeah, there's trees. You couldn't trees. see him from the road.
2: Yeah. And we were like, I don't know, that's a hill. We could probably go down it. Yeah,
1: just go halfway up.
2: Yeah. And we had tubes. I was wearing jeans and a hoodie. Yeah. Not even a jacket. Carlos yeah, no was snowboard. bundled. No, um, I don't remember what you were wearing. Exactly. But you did have, jeans, have jeans wearing <laughs> and a jacket. I thought you were
1: in like sweatpants because they were warmer. Oh,
0: maybe. I I, that's pretty common.
2: So <laughs> did we, you and I went up first, yeah. right? And we went up and he's like, okay. We slayed it, dude. Step where I step. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm no idiot. I'm not new here. Yeah. Not that you are. 20 years like, later. I'm like, I'm going to step where he steps. He has yet to lead me astray. Mm-hmm. And then he's like. And we've done this before. Keep in mind, at this point, I'm like 25 and he's like 31. And he's like, I'm going to hold the tube. And then you sit down on it. Okay. (laughs) And then you're going to go down the hill. And that is exactly what I did. Because, of course, I was like that. I hear no flaws in that plan at all. (laughs) And I did exactly that. And I made it about eight feet. And then I barrel rolled the rest <laughs> of the way down the hill. <laughs> okay. And then yeah. shortly thereafter, he takes Heidi up the hill. Same thing. Step right step. And he, this is where the math and the calculations, physics, kind of took a left turn. Because he, Heidi was like, jaw. I am not going any further up this hill. <laughs> yeah.
0: But my trust levels weren't as like you yeah, are granted,
2: he was taking you rather far up the hill. And then it's a big hill. It's, big it's over hill. by a silver mine ski jump. Yes. And he was quite a bit further up the hill than you were. <laughs> and you're like, Joel, I'm not. And in his
1: I was just sweating.
2: This is what he did. This is all I can imagine. Okay. So correct me if I'm wrong. But he's like, all right, she's in front of me. And I'm behind her. I am going to get on my tube. And I'm going to pick her up on the yeah, way down. I did. Yes.
0: Like, it's going to be romantic. She's going to sit in
2: my lap. Imagine in your mind you are watching a TV show, a funny one, not a serious you, you one. You must have had your someone, heels just listen, dug into that someone hill. Someone gets hit by a car. <laughs> and their feet go up in the air. Okay, that was kind of Heidi. So Joe comes down the hill and hits her from behind. And then it's like, just on my lap. Except she was behind him at this point. Yeah, it's so.
0: First of all, Mister, uh, I got perfect depth perception. No, you don't, because you, if you wanted me to sit on you, you could have grabbed me almost by like my bum. And then I probably would have just sat. But he uh-huh. got me by my ankles.
1: That's not how it That's happened. That's how you
0: grabbed me, That's by no, my
1: ankles. No, the tube you hit your me. the back of your calves, and you flew up in the air. <laughs> and then your ankles were the only thing by my hands yeah. and shoulders he that I could grab. went you like a bridge. Yeah. And then he... <laughs> to you, bring like, you, flipped over me.
2: Yes. To bring you down the hill, what would he do? Like, any <laughs> normal knight in shining armor... He grabbed you by the foot and dragged you behind yeah, him. Yeah, me down and the entire And it's funny hill. that he mentions now the saplings because yeah,
0: you, you, I got she ripped had, up that night. She with no pants on. He yeah, pulled my pants I, I down. Grabbed,
1: I caught your knees, like where your knees were in the pants, and then they just came down. And
2: you and had like I was so afraid on your back.
1: Of what was going to happen, I like knew I was in trouble. <laughs> that I forgot to let go.
2: Yeah. Dragged her all the way down the hill, and that was the It was first of all, it was like. Meanwhile, I'm on the blacktop, like it, it's it's snowing, and I'm like, Carlos, seriously, you're gonna miss out on all these opportunities to experience things for the first time. Lay down and make a snow angel, and we're like getting in a fight over it. And he was like, This is so stupid, and we were afraid he was gonna be cold. Here, we gave him like heat rash. In the middle of winter, and he was like, "You guys, I'm sweating." And then Heidi is finally up on the on the blacktop with us. She and was so mad. I'm like, if I me, go
1: down one more time and make it look I'm fun, you, then they'll all go.
2: Listen. Down. All of a sudden, we're like, "Where's Joe?" And we hear, we hear in the distance, "Oh yeah. yeah,
1: oh baby." You guys told me I said, "Oh Whoa, yeah. mama,
2: oh mama." And we look, and here's Joe flying like Mach 90 down the other <laughs> side, the black, the dark side of the, the hill. The dark side. And at a certain point, you hit a bump. Yeah. And it you- dropped
1: off. There was like a seven-foot cliff. <laughs> you went Dude, airborne.
2: You separated from your tube yeah. mid-air. Yeah. And oh, all man. of a sudden, you were like... Hand I think over. I was
1: concussed. You were actually you were flipping in the remember. air though.
0: Like you were yeah. so high in the air that you looked you were like able a rag doll.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all I, I could think is like,
0: like a crash I bit test through dummy. my tongue,
1: and yes. I, and my mouth was immediately full of blood. And I Listen, thought, man, if I have to lose my tongue, and all I could all I could think <laughs> is if like,
0: I have to lose my tongue today. You know
1: how you bite your tongue, and the next day you can hardly eat because it hurts so bad.
2: No, no, that is only <laughs> your type of sledding injury. <laughs> Listen, you were concussed, but all of a sudden we're like, anything? No, Joe, you pop up and you're like, I'm okay. Nope, I'm bleeding. My mouth is bleeding. Pooh. I'm bleeding.
1: I was spitting out like quarts of blood. Oh quarts. It was a lot. Well, it was fresh snow, so it looked like a lot. <laughs> I was on the phone to Pastor Tim, and he said, "Verse Visa." <laughs> <of vice> <laughs> yeah. oh
2: my god i'd never recover
1: i didn't i didn't even bring what'd it up. you say
2: today
0: um i meant to say there's room there's area in that room she said
1: max and me instead but i of said max and i no. i said it
0: wrong again just now i said it wrong again just now say it again. i meant to say there's room in that area to work and i said there is area,
1: area in, in that, that room, room to work to work See, that would make sense, though. There's area in that room to work. There's room Not in, in that context. area to grow.
2: No. In <laughs> that context, it was fully wrong. It was right. talking about growth and Yeah, but room
1: and, in that area to grow. Yeah. But that would be good, too, in, in some circumstances. There's room in that area to work.
0: Yeah. hmm
1: No, you're saying You're it saying right. it correctly. She's oh. saying it backwards.
0: So flip your words for a minute and use it.
1: There's area in that room to work.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but still. No, it doesn't area. even feel right. Because
1: if you work like a field, there's area. There's, I love that there's you're. There's something there to cultivate.
0: I feel like very loved right now that you're yeah. trying to like make that one cool.
2: Yeah. It would work though. Stop trying to make that happen. <laughs> this is like when she tried to give herself a nickname.
1: I've had a ton of nicknames.
2: Yeah. And
1: the like, podcast is
2: named after your nickname.
1: Like one of them, yeah. Probably
2: the most, the most prevalent. Yeah,
0: and you've also were called Joey, which is bull. whenever I hear anybody refer to him as Joey, all I, like like the only thing that comes back with memories was when he was like a puke at the waiter scene, and he flirted with everything that walked. I didn't though. That was Lies. that was in your
1: head that I flirted with. Joey, I've never he's been. just that. a
2: charming person.
0: Are you a charming yeah, person? Yeah,
1: I've never been that. Like I don't lead people on, and I don't lead them to nowhere. He was this like, was this was pre-deliverance. Right, even then, even then, I didn't lead people on to to something that would have zero fruit. So Anywho, I was
2: more of a lead honor. Are I didn't. you a lead honor? I'm a flirter.
1: I could work a table. I'm
2: flirting with you right now. I could you work a table
1: for a tip through my personality. That's what I was just trying to explain to Max. Is is that his generation is full of quote-unquote in influencers right yeah Mm -hmm. and it's a ton of people that have zero life experience correct that have put no irons in the fire but they have lots of opinions yeah based off of them running scenarios through their head of what could happen yeah the majority of these people have not worked on their personality
0: yeah you know when we did
1: that thing with the youth where we were like all right Everybody in this room, you know, heads down, you're all getting a piece of paper, you're all getting a, a pencil. We want you to write down um, the biggest assets that you, that you have, like in your personality, like what's the one thing you can look in the mirror and say, sorry, just <laughs> sneeze. We, we sat these kids down and we were like, everybody write down like your greatest attribute. Like when you look in the mirror, what is the one thing that nobody can take from you? Mm -hmm. Where you have confidence um, that you see in yourself as good.
2: Did you guys do it too?
1: 25 minutes, not one pencil touch paper. Heidi started to panic. She goes, Joe, what do we do? So then I get up and I'm like, okay, everybody, we're going to anonymously pick somebody in the room write down their three greatest attributes like what are three things about that person that you think is significant and what was it like 90% of these kids wrote about the, the same three boys correct and they all wrote about the same three boys they're the most troubled boys in the room correct um, they didn't have like there, when you work with youth, there's actually there's this strange. Well, I don't want to say it's strange. There's there's like a a, a relationship uh, between confidence and kids that have been exposed to like team sports and things like oh, that. Oh yeah, you know. And some of these kids were never exposed to that stuff. There was mm-hmm. one out of some those were, three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was one out of those three, and he was kind of like probably the. The most popular, mm-hmm. but everything these kids wrote anonymously were like they had nothing to do with personality. Because these kids, like at that point in their life, they didn't. Like yeah. if you talk to them, it was like talking to eggshells.
0: I think it was a lot of a lot of the comments were like materialistic. Like, yeah, I like love assumed. his haircut. Yeah,
1: he's got a cool car,
0: which could be that age, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. but if you. If you follow that through later into life.
0: Correct. If it's not corrected, like Mm -hmm. if you don't have. So I'm going to rewind to you saying you have to work on your personality. How do you work on your personality?
1: You have to. So the Bible says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. You cannot genuinely love anybody unless you look in that mirror and find something about yourself that you attribute to God and what He created. And you honor that. And you say, you said, it is good and wonderfully made. I'm made in your image and your likeness. And I'm okay with this. I enjoy this. Do you know what else? Is I look at my eyes all the time. Do you, you, do you have look good, at your eyes? He
0: has good eyes.
2: You do work on your personality. People yeah. can. But you have to have emotional intelligence in order to do that. And You have to have self-awareness. OK, mm-hmm. and you have to acknowledge with your feet on the ground where mm-hmm. you excel and where you don't. Okay. But where it's hard to do that is if people are, have a propensity towards self-loathing. What you do is you you identify or you get a trusted person that can speak into your life and you identify areas to work on. Mm hmm. And a lot of people, like, they poo-poo is sort of the development process at work, right? Where you get, like, people are placed on, like, a performance uh, improvement plan, like a PIP or a CAP, right? Mm-hmm. But the idea there is correct. And so you take that sort of mentality, or you can, and you say, okay, I don't like about my personality that I I am too hot headed Mm -hmm. or that I'm not outgoing enough. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you make a plan. You have to, this is the thing is that God can bring people out and he can like develop you supernaturally. Yes. But like you have to be able to take the step. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you are doing some self reflection and you reasonably come to the conclusion that like, it's not like you do it in the middle of a depressive ep- episode is what I'm getting at because then people can be like, like when you're already, you on know, I'm hands. like the worst. Mm-hmm. I have no, you know, yeah. Valuable qualities. Correct. But you do it when, and when you're in a good state of mind and that you're open and receptive to hearing someone speak into your life mm-hmm. and then you say, okay, I'm going to take these actual steps to being n- less hot headed. Yeah. Or I'm gonna take these actual steps to being more outgoing. And then you follow through with it. And if you have that trusted friend, you can be accountability partners and then you talk through how things went.
0: Hmm. I'm pretty sure I've never done that.
2: Well, we've done stuff where like we have for I mean, it's not that formal. And it sounds formal when the way I'm describing it. Mm-hmm. I don't mean it like we're gonna have a meeting, you know. Right. But one on one, if people have listened to all the episodes of the podcast, they'll notice that I I have acknowledged that I can be unapproachable. And then if you listen like an episode or two later, you'll hear Heidi say, "Because I'm talking about that I was invited to go somewhere, mm-hmm. and I made myself go." Yeah. And you you say to me, oh, you've been working on that lately." Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: You sent me a video the other day that was hilarious because it was like. It was me. My responses on if I'm going to go to something. I'm going to think about that.
2: I'm not going to think about it at all. (laughs)
0: Let
2: me check my schedule. I'm not going to check my schedule at all. I'm not going. (laughs) Every single thing. It was like, yeah, that sounds cool. I don't like the sounds of that. I'm not going like the person that was that's me in a
1: nutshell yeah for me personally i was a doormat forever like i i would have people all around me you're a talented artist you can do this you can do that this is so great Mm -hmm. but that was all my normal like that was natural to me it was not something i had to work for um those were natural talents and abilities gifted by god so they were my normals, so i didn't see those as gifted.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: you know, so like even when we do like art with the kids and stuff, um, that was that was not something I felt was like an incredible talent of mine, but mm-hmm. now I understand that it was that not everybody can draw a straight line without a ruler, you know different things like that, yeah I had to. One, I was around a bunch of different people over the last probably 15 years that God, I think, strategically put in my path that spoke to my confidence by example. Like Mm -hmm. I would see them in in um, in a moment of controversy or attack and they had the water off a duck's back response like it just didn't. It didn't affect their personality, their confidence, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I was in a I was in a, a rental property with the owner who was doing plumbing work. And we were working, and the tenant from the other side came over and walked in. And I know this guy. He's like a good guy. And she said, oh, I can't believe you guys are in here fixing anything. The owner of this property is such a slumlord. Mm. Like, I've been living here for three years, and they... they They don't answer the phone in the middle of the night, and yada, yada. And she was using very strong language. And I just kept looking over at this gentleman. Because he was the owner. Yeah, and he was, like, fixing the toilet. And then pretty soon she said her piece, and she left. And I walked over, and I'm like, I cannot believe you didn't didn't say anything. You didn't defend yourself. Mm -hmm. And he goes, her rent's paid. I said, well, what the heck does that mean? And he said, her rent's not late. I don't believe that about myself. He goes, she's entitled to her opinion. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He goes, if her rent was late, well, then maybe I would have said something. Because then, you know, but he said, I don't believe that about what I do. And I don't believe that about myself. Yeah. And then we walked out and we were putting tools away in the trucks. And. I said, man, that just blows my mind that you didn't even try and defend yourself. And he looked me in the eye and he said, I'm just the plumber today, pal. And he smiled real big, put his boxes in the truck, shut the tailgate and left.
0: Like he didn't have to defend his
2: name. No. So the other, as you're talking about that, I was actually listening. there's, There's this Christian psychologist that I follow and she's very good. Um, and she said, "It's funny that you mentioned natural ability." She said, "Never compliment your children on their God-given abilities because it can do a couple of things. It can, it can give them a false sense of security and confidence in that, mm. and it can pigeonhole them. Mm. So, like, if you're constantly like giving them compliments on." like they do do really great at a specific sport mm-hmm. that they take that on as their identity mm-hmm. and then they feel like that's the only way that they can please you. Mm. So, and that's their like God given yeah ability. Right. Mm-hmm. Before
0: you go to your next point, can I just add something there? Yeah. That actually just happened to me today because all of a sudden I, so I've been on a little weight loss journey here and I agree with that because a false sense of accomplishment can actually be, detrimental absolutely detrimental to you yeah because when I I, so I bought this new mirror Mm
2: -hmm. is it like my mirror I think so I have the best mirror you guys you lose 30 pounds instantly Mm -hmm. so
0: I've been like constantly looking at myself in this mirror and thinking like hey girl like you got this like Mm -hmm. you are looking awesome and then it's my
2: only full-length mirror by the way (laughs) So I have no idea what I actually look like.
0: And then I would see pictures of myself, like, and I'm like, that's not what I look like.
2: You're like, the camera adds 10 pounds. How many cameras are on me? Seriously.
0: And then all of a sudden, again, I must be dense. But I was like, oh, my gosh, it's my mirror. Like, my mirror is giving me a false sense of accomplishment here. Mm -hmm. And that's actually bad. Because then it causes you to get comfortable. Yeah, you back And off. then you no longer continue to work at that thing that you were trying to work at in the first yeah. place. It's crazy. All right, proceed.
2: It really is. And then the other thing is people will become what you compliment them for. Come on. And use that. You know what? You have great responsibility knowing that. And you should use that to further the kingdom. Seriously. Because when you compliment someone for a job well done or the ability to do something specific, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: they, they will assume that. Mm. Okay. And so when you say, you know what you also, if you're trying to develop someone and you need them to finally see the light in a certain area, Mm -hmm. but they haven't quite done that, you can say to them like, Communication is a big one. Yeah. Right? And the minute you see them do the godly right thing in the moment, mm-hmm. you immediately follow it up with a compliment. Yeah. And you say, you know what? I just want to tell you, I am so impressed yeah. by how you handled that situation. That that goes deeper yeah. than any criticism you can ever give somebody. Yeah. And people that truly... That knowing that and that people will assume that comes with great responsibility because you don't ever want to use a, a tool like that to manipulate people mm-hmm. in a negative way. Yeah. Or to or a selfish way. Yeah. But it's very valuable. And so when Joe says that about I was always complimented and doted upon because of my natural abilities, it there's like verifiable clinical fact, you know, behind what he's saying. That it is, it can be detrimental to their development. Yeah. And probably when that was going on, what he really needed was development compliments and encouragement in a completely different area. Yeah. Right? Where you didn't need the reinforcement on what God already instilled in you and your natural talents and abilities, but we need to focus on the parts where people actually need it
0: this is good for me in particular because I'm a glass half full person Mm -hmm. and so I'm constantly finding at least one good thing about somebody yeah like so like I this is actually good for me because a lot of the times I could be falling into that place of not properly developing people in my life because Mm -hmm. I'm just they have so much (laughs) to develop in my personal opinion that I only focus on what they are doing well. And I just continue to like tell them great job on that. Mm -hmm. But I like the spin on it that instead of criticizing them in the areas that they need development in, you're actually complimenting, you turn it into a complimenting.
2: Right. And it goes back. I don't know if I've shared this before, but you and I were talking about school and there was another psychologist that I was listening to who said, if you have a kid and he gets an A, a B, and a D mm-hmm. in three classes. Rather than saying, what happened here? And why did you get a D? Mm-hmm. And what are you doing wrong? You say, you did really well in these two classes. Mm-hmm. What is it about these two classes that you like? Yeah. What do you, do you enjoy these? like, And then they'll start to tell you. Well, the teacher explains things really well, yeah. and I really enjoy the subject matter, that sort of thing, right? Yeah. And then when they're done saying that, you say, what can we take from that and apply it to the bad grade, mm-hmm. to that class? Mm-hmm. What can we do in that class over here Yeah, to bring it up? Yeah, Because you're doing all the right things over here. Yeah, We just need to take that mm-hmm. and put it over here.
0: Yeah. Even at work. We did this thing where we were. I said I made a comment that I said we should start pairing people that actually have yes. opposite mm-hmm. qualities together on projects. Yep, because they're gonna make the perfect. What's the you use an analogy? Well, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. We we went to that horse, horse pulling con- mm-hmm. competition with your dad. Yeah, and I spoke with a gentleman that had a team of horses. One was large and very muscular and the other was smaller, um, kind of more streamlined. And I asked him if he, he was training the small horse and he said, no, that's the lead horse. And I said, Oh, I said, wouldn't you do better if you had two large horses? And he said, no, the big ones, the big dumb one with all the muscle, the small one leads it. If I have two big muscle horses, they'll pull against each other not know where to go. If I have two small ones, they'll both try and establish dominance Mm -hmm. and they won't have enough strength, strength Mm -hmm. to pull. So he said, you need one of each. So when the Bible talks about do not be unequally yoked, Mm. you know, like all of a sudden it became very apparent to me that. um, When they would put two animals yoked to a tool, one had to be a leader with intelligence and the other one had to be strong Mm -hmm. and muscle.
2: Yeah. And that's like standard group psychology. Yeah. Like textbook. Anytime you're working in a group or a pair of people, you're going to have one that, and it's not that it's like a static position Mm -hmm. that you assume the position of leader and you stay there. Yeah. But you remain flexible enough that it will ebb and flow. Mm -hmm. You probably see that in your own household. Where, like, you may take the lead on certain things and Joe takes the lead on other things Mm -hmm. because it's within your wheelhouse more so. Yeah. And then that's where you, as a couple or a group, you'll have times where when you're both kind of working in that cohesive space Mm -hmm. and offsetting one one, one each other.
0: Yeah, I like one each other. (laughs) Yeah. That's going to be another shirt. Want each <laughs> one each other.
2: Want each <laughs> other. Want each other. And you just sit there straight face. I can't even. When you're working cohesively, that's called norming. Like you're norming. But in order to ha- have any sort of growth, you have to challenge one another. And your notions of how to do something specific. Yeah. And then that person kind of grows to meet your point of view And vice versa, Mm -hmm. or verse visa, if you will, Mm -hmm. then you storm that that unsettled period. We call that storming. But then it all evens out again. It's very, it's It's very interesting.
0: interesting. Even the defending your name thing, though. Yes, I I feel like.
1: Well, that's all based in pride.
0: Defending your name. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So
1: we were talking about that. Yeah. The the idea of. Pride, fear, all these emotions, yes. anger, yes. They, they all come from from that that primitive nature of the curse of sin in the flesh, mm-hmm. where we, yeah. we have to be exalted, we have to be acknowledged, yeah. we are entitled to... Everyone
0: needs to think we're great. Yeah. Yeah. Like our name can't yeah. be smudged.
1: One of the ways, Maximus and I were just talking today about one of the ways that... I try to work on my personality, especially in public, is I try and treat others the way I want to be treated. So I hold doors, I open doors, uh, I tell people to have a good day. I whip open doors. Yeah, there you go. Catch people in the act. Roll out the red carpet. (laughs) (laughs) Catch people in the act. Oh good lord.
2: That's a that's a Dwight a Dwight Schrute reference, by the way. To any of you that watch The Office. Sorry. So Proceed.
0: Can you just do a test for one full week where every door that you opened, you whip it
1: open? Dude, I... Like the guys on on social media that run everywhere really fast in a room? Yes.
2: I just... I'm going to whip open every door. I think it'd be great. Yeah. Oh,
1: there will be so much repair needed. (laughs) All the little lock... The lock holes. ...switches on the back of the knobs will be through the drywall.
2: Yeah, I know. So... But even Jesus, though,
1: honestly, he he,
0: like when people would come at him, there wasn't like this defense that he was putting out. Yeah. Saying like, I'm sent from heaven. You can't talk to me this way. Right. Like I'm the chosen one. Like none of that speech ever crossed his mouth. Mm.
2: This is the thing. So Heidi and I were talking earlier and people have this tendency and like, I feel like I have lived in this space and. At work, I encounter this a lot, and people are far too eager. If there's any sort of question raised, people are very eager to clear their own name. Mm-hmm. Too eager, right? And like, you have to learn that it's not worth it. So, like, I think of early on when you started really kind of picking up pace on social media with your business, somebody that you didn't even work for left a weird review. Mm-hmm. And the the knee jerk reaction Mm -hmm. is to be well, reactive defensive. I need to clear this. I need to clear this up. I need to clear my name. Yeah. Right. Because this is going to, it's going to be out there for everybody. And while that is true, what actually ends up happening is that the good truly does outweigh the bad. Mm -hmm. And the truth is made known in the end. Yeah. And this foolish indiscretion that this person did it was very it was a petty thing yeah when well, it was outside of my character correct that's the thing is that people started commenting actually on the review and said this is opposite, yeah, yeah it is opposite of yeah. my experience. it's opposite. you didn't have to clear your exactly. name exactly your reputation stood went, for itself yep.
1: I went to my prayer closet and started praying blessings, yeah. On his family.
0: Yeah. But it was all of your customers. So you didn't make one comment. It was all of your customers that came to your defense. 100%.
2: That's the thing, is that in any situation, we don't have to be... So this is like, we talked about development. This is my area of development, right? Like, I don't always have to say the thing.
1: Yeah. Truth the the truth Bible prevails. says the truth will set you free, mm-hmm. right? So truth never has to be. You don't have to defend truth. You don't have to defend no. God. He's He's a big God. Yeah. Yeah. So Scripture says that that God is true and every man's a liar, mm-hmm. right? So if you put yourself in Him and you're filled with his spirit, you are filled with Holy Spirit, the person of the Spirit of God, lives and dwells in your being. You don't have to defend yourself anymore because you're blood bought. Yeah. You've been justified. Yeah. Everyone you look at, you're looking at through. I I always picture it like you're looking through a waterfall. Mm-hmm. You're looking at it through those people those situations through the lens of the blood of Jesus the same way God sees you
2: mm-hmm.
1: so when you when you have that revelation and you read scripture and it says that you will meet opposition mm-hmm. but you resist the devil and he'll flee from you you know there's there's so much there so so much that that outfits us to be able to be successful and victorious through any of these battles, Mm -hmm. you know, but the biggest thing is, is what did Paul say? He said, I die daily. Yeah. So it's usually that laying down Mm -hmm. of your, your rights and your entitlements. Um, Greater love has no man than to lay down his life for another. What if laying down your life, Jesus already died on the cross for me. I said this before and I'll say it again. I don't need you to die for me. Mm-hmm. Jesus already did that. L- greater love has no, m- no man than to lay down his life for another. What if laying down your life means taking 10 minutes to keep your mouth shut and not defend yourself and letting somebody make all their accusations and you be a sounding board so that they don't go out and do the same thing to somebody who's ill-equipped? Mm-hmm. That's going to walk out the rest of their life in offense, and maybe right. get hit by a bus the next day and die that way. Right. And you could actually be the one that that listens and then weighs that out to what God's done in your life, and say, "Well, that doesn't make sense," because I'm in favor with the Lord. And then immediately goes into forgiveness and repentance. Yeah. The Bible says, "Make peace with your adversary quickly, yeah. lest ye be judged in their courtroom." hmm. So now you even repent for something you didn't even really do in a sense of getting the other person cleared so God can so that God can put somebody in their path that can that can reach them.
0: Absolutely. Well, in Matthew, it also says that you're supposed to turn the other cheek. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Come on. That's that's, that's so hard for people. When that whole thing happened with the business, um, I was still pretty, pretty green to being kingdom minded. And I was actually going, I was going right to their house. I was going to do whatever I could to make it right. Even though it wasn't my fault, I was going to go over there and they were going to get free services Mm. and I was going to treat them so well. You know what? It wouldn't have made a difference. When I called them to let them know I'm coming over there and we're going to make this right. Before I got a chance to talk, he cussed me out and said, you son of a so-and-so, you better get over here and get this done right now. Mm -hmm. or i'm gonna wreck you in this town Mm -hmm. and i said well i'm heading that way and he goes well good because i'm gonna kick your blankety blank when you get over here and he physically threatened me Wow. and i stopped and i thought i understand that i'm supposed to turn the other cheek but i'm still a man Mm -hmm. and if i go over there i only got two cheeks this guy (laughs) tries to physically assault me i know that carnal nature and i'm not about to try and resurrect a dead man today Mm -hmm. i I don't want to see anybody hurt no i don't want to see anybody joe's very tender.
0: he is very tender
2: yeah
1: i well yeah just accept it i i i got asked to read verses on sunday about baptism and as soon as like i started reading i started crying
2: correct Good. Thank God for Pastor Tim. Just blew right by it. Thought yeah. you finished the verse. He's yeah. like, "Great. Can Absolutely. we pause I was in trying amplified? to collect myself because yeah. if,
1: if you think about what you're doing in the the reality that God's given us an opportunity mm-hmm. to crucify all that stuff, and it's just completely wiped away.
2: I think that it's not always. It's not always um, necessarily like clearing your name per se i think so i had an experience this week where i felt the urge to mitigate a situation Mm -hmm. and when i went to do that i know that the particular person that i was gonna approach Mm
0: -hmm.
2: it is wise for me to approach that person with a third party Mm -hmm. Mm
1: Well, the Bible says that. Right. And so... that somebody that has no... They they have no judgment over the situation. They have nothing involved. Nothing, you know, enlisted in either party. Mm Mm-hmm. And take them as a witness.
2: And it wasn't like... It wasn't like a catastrophic thing, okay? Like, it wasn't even that big of a deal, really. But it felt like... My flesh said, this is, and if you're able to illustrate to this person that even the small things that they say can cause a ripple effect, Mm -hmm. maybe it will do some good. Yeah. Instead, what happened was I kind of waited. So I was like walking side by side with them as we were leaving the same place. Yeah. And I thought, this is my opportunity. It wasn't were, me, was it? <laughs> no. They were with someone that could be a reliable, neutral third party. Has been proven to be. So. And so, I was like, okay. And Carlos had, like, sped ahead, like, walked to the car. So, all of a sudden, the other, my neutral third party got hung up in conversation. hmm So then it was just me and the person that I was going to talk to. But I knew that I couldn't go there. And then I found myself like waiting to see if my neutral third party got freed up. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all of a sudden I had to check. And like the Holy Spirit was like, hey, go home. Let it go.
1: Yeah. God, if only I always listened. Yeah.
2: I know. And it's like you you don't have to be so eager to clear your own name. You don't have to be so eager to always say the thing. Yeah. yeah. To correct every situation in the moment. Yeah. You can let one slide. Yeah. And to me, that's like a trust fall.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Truly. Mm-hmm. Because you guys know how I am. I am the person that says the thing. Mm-hmm. And when I have to relinquish that control mm-hmm. and hand it back to God, knowing that he is going to deal with that person, yeah, and I don't have to involve myself, yeah, that's hard for me to do.
0: Yeah, I have a verse. Luke 12, 11 and 12. Now when they bring you to the synagogues and magistrates and authorities, do not worry about how or what you should answer or what you should say. Verse 12, for the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what mm-hmm. you ought to say
1: yeah yeah and everybody sometimes it's to, nothing, yeah everybody wants to build a case, they want to be prepared. Pastor Tim talks about that actually pretty often, how counseling couples for marriage and stuff and how he tries to teach them that you know the the, the Holy Spirit will hush you, yeah and you might even be right, yeah, and then the Holy Spirit just because the Spirit of God knows the the timing of everything because he's outside of time he's in eternity all of a sudden you feel this hush and then you you have this little bit of con- self control and then you you hold it but then 2 hours later you you continue to dwell on it and then opportunity presents itself again mm-hmm. to to show how right you are yeah and then maybe the Holy Spirit hushes you again, and then you hold it, and now you're like a, you know, a, sh- a bottle of Coke with a few Mentos in it, all right. shaken up and ready to go. Right. And and then you you jump at the first opportunity you have to to just plead your case and show how right you are. Yeah. And then you just lost all the ground you gained by, by keeping the peace right. those first couple of times. Yeah. mm mm-hmm. And then sometimes when you finally do let it go, the people are so far from
0: Where, what yeah. happened yeah. that you've then built they it up. feel ambushed. Yeah, you've built it up for so long.
1: Unprepared, and they may not even remember it yeah. the same way you do.
0: Absolutely. That's good. It is crazy, though, on how months and months potentially or you know, multiple times you can do something right, but in one moment mm-hmm. of...
1: I don't even know what you call it just error one one moment of passion mm-hmm. can like we get passionate about about ourselves being right
2: mm-hmm. let me tell you there are few things i like more in life than being right isn't that funny <laughs> you guys it is my it's top five favorite things
0: I am gonna throw in Ecclesiastes because that was just like you just set that up.
2: I mean, obviously, there's a spot right here yeah. for Ecclesiastes. Yeah.
0: So Ecclesiastes three one, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. I amen to that. If if I pray for somebody for healing
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it doesn't happen, I'm gonna err in love. So it doesn't happen. It's not my responsibility. I'm not God. Right but I I stepped out in faith the the measure of faith God gave me but I loved that person enough to put my faith out there if you error in caution or error in yeah. pride then you're gonna you're gonna find a way to justify why it didn't happen you didn't get healed because of your faith gotcha you didn't get what you you got you didn't get what you what you, wanted but you got what you deserved Mm. and you take Mm. all the grace out of it you take all the mercy out of it yeah jesus sits on the bima he sits on the judgment seat yep we don't Mm -hmm. so if we're gonna if we're gonna fall short or we're not scooting over to let you sit down with him yeah 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 and he doesn't want to scoot over on the on the throne of your heart to allow your little your little entitlements to sit next to them. yeah. Because th- those things are all they—they they become idols. We have to—we have yeah. to be very careful because those things become idols. We—we mm-hmm. we have a big trophy case full of our wins, and those things do not get us any <laughs> clout in heaven. Come I feel on. so called out, Come but on. yes, it's true. Why? Well, it's true. No, I struggle in traffic. He's speaking in love. Yeah, I struggle in traffic. I struggle. I deal with a lot of personalities. And when you're dealing with people that... Other people's personalities, not his own. Yeah. (laughs) I deal with that, too. (laughs) Nobody's a bigger critic of you than you. That's true, yeah. I I say things all the time, and I walk away, even good things, and I walk away, and I'm like...
2: don't you think though that that's why that's part of the reason we're so inclined to clear our name mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is because not only are we hearing what they're saying or what people have said, yeah. but we have our in- own internal monologue that is self-deprecating. Yeah, and it's and it's not always we're not always yes and amen about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And I think that that's part of the issue is that it feels when people come against you, it feels like they're piling on yeah. sometimes yeah. because you've already been there. Yeah. You've already been in that space, criticizing yourself about exactly. those same things. Cause they
0: always, a lot of the times they they'll touch where on it something.
2: hurts. They'll, they'll get a cord that mm-hmm. just hits
0: just right. And you're like,
2: and the mm. devil's looking. Yeah. You know, when, he, when he, he wants to, he knows the soft spots that yeah. people have. Yeah. And he wants to attack in that space, that exact space. Yeah.
1: When there's a principality or a power at work mm-hmm. and there's demonic spiritual forces of wickedness and heavenly realms at work and they're projecting towards humanity, the very thing they're set out to accomplish, that means that. That we're going to get hit in the emotions. Right? Yeah. So it's like if you're dealing with a spirit of rejection, you're gonna walk into a room and not only are you gonna feel rejected, but you're gonna take offense to how everybody talks and taking it personal. Yeah. So even if somebody is trying to joke around with you, you're gonna t- you're gonna take that as like the God gospel, God
0: gospel. They're getting <laughs> the God awful <better>. gospel
1: truth.
2: <laughs> the God gospel. <laughs>
1: you know what I mean? Like, I've I've dealt with that.
2: Here's the thing: the burden of proof is not on us; it's on the accuser. Right. Okay. So when anybody or anything comes against you. And it says, you're not worth it. You're this, that, and the other thing. It's not your job to prove that you're not because you've been justified. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yep. You have been justified. Your name is cleared.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's th- The burden of proof is on them mm-hmm. to prove that you are. Mm-hmm. I don't have to prove I'm not. Come on. I don't have to prove that God, God does all that for you because he is the one that justifies you. I always liken things back to a courtroom. Mm -hmm. You're innocent until proven guilty. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And in the same respect, it's like when the devil is coming against you and saying, you're not, you don't have a worthy testimony. Well, he has to prove that that's true. Mm. In order to do that, you have
1: to give it. Yeah. You know, what's funny is when I give testimonies, I went through a lot of there's been a lot of conversations in my truck between me and the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. where I'll I'll spend like two hours with somebody and I'll just pour into them, you know, every scripture I know and things that I've been through and I'll get in and I'll start to drive away and all of a sudden I'll just bombard. Oh, you should have said this. You said this, but you left this out. And that was the yeah. that was the most powerful part of the testimony. If only you'd said that. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it was like after after years of of having that that internal dialogue, Holy Spirit said, "I know what you were gonna say." Like God's omnipotent, He's yeah. omnipresent. He He can see the beginning. He's the beginning and the end,
2: the Alpha and Omega.
1: Right. So He can. <laughs> you are so sweet. <laughs> so He can. He He knows the The probability of me saying what I was gonna say he he knows the intention of, of the heart. heart. Mm-hmm. So Come what on. he did is that's he good. allowed yes. he allowed me to say what yes. I said, and he gave me a captive audience because that's what they want needed to hear, not what they wanted to hear. Yeah, that was what they needed in that moment. They didn't need to hear a, a resurrected from the dead testimony. They didn't yeah. need to hear.
2: Uh, they needed to hear what they heard, not what you wanted
1: them to hear either. And if he wanted them to hear something else, he he would have put them in front of somebody else.
0: That happens a lot when I pray for people. Mm -hmm. Like I will, I will, I don't think about what I'm going to pray. I just kind of start talking and then it just like starts coming out. And then sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes when I leave that, that situation I will have those thoughts of like you didn't tap on this when you prayed you didn't pray this you yeah. didn't mention this you didn't do this you didn't do this and I'm like ah oh.
1: you have conversate afterwards and the person's like oh it's so wild that you prayed this because I'm going through this this and this and then you walk away and it's like oh man I could have I felt that I could have prayed this, this or this. This could have been a finished product
0: or opposite. You you have those thoughts. But when you when you feel like you're on it and you say something to that person, they have no reaction
2: and they have no response.
0: And you're like thinking to yourself. Wow! Like I just—that's not what I, I really
2: put myself out there. Literally put
0: myself <laughs> out there, and they didn't receive it at all. Yeah. But then at the same time, though, are we basing our acceptance on that right prayer based off of that person's
2: reaction? Absolutely right. not. Right. We have an idea of how we want everything to happen.
1: Yeah, and how we want it to end. Yes, you know, we have. We have these storybook endings.
2: If you're like me, you think about it before you go somewhere. Absolutely, mm. you
1: play out the scenarios in
2: your mind. You ever, it, have you ever had an argument in the shower? Like a pretend argument because you're gonna confront somebody. I've had that. Or like you're going to meet somebody. Oh, yeah. well, you smile the, at the me like you've never had a shower <laughs> the argument. Shower. The
1: shower is my prayer closet. Same. Oh, so, holier
2: than now. I
1: I I do have those. It's usually when I'm trying to go to sleep.
2: You have a pretend argument.
1: Oh man, I I don't have a pretend argument. He can, I go through. He can a have full... a
0: full art. He is a, not pretend. He can have real life arguments <laughs> by himself, <laughs> playing both sides of the part.
1: I can I can <laughs> I can go through multiple timelines on what you may or may not say, and by the time I get to you, I could have it all resolved, or I could have an arsenal of what I'm going to come at you with, because. My, my imagination is one of my natural giftings. Mm-hmm. And because I interact with so many people and have a gift of discernment, which I've learned to use for good and not just to find the evil in the room. Sometimes having a gift of discernment and being around personalities gives you the ability to imagine things that are not as though they were yeah so it's great for like it works great for me for praying for healing Mm -hmm. because i can believe and see the finished product that's the thing if you don't think the devil is going to try to use
2: the gifts god gave you against you yep
1: girl when we look at making positive changes for like personality working on our personality and growing to be authentic yeah thinking about personalities and being authentic versus original original we we strive to be original we wanna but when you're when you're original you're you're the first there's there's not the bible says there's nothing new under the sun you can't be totally original because every every behavioral trait that you have is either physically or spiritually in your DNA mm-hmm so you're you're on a, a a path full of resistance that leads to a dead end. But we can be authentic through Christ Jesus. And in that authenticity is where power and authority lie. Mm. He's given you authority over all power on the earth, but he says that he'll back up your authority by power.
0: Authentic is worthy of acceptance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who do you need to be accepted by? Yeah. Like that's when that authenticity comes. When you're finally feeling worthy of the acceptance.
2: So good. There isn't enough talk about this in the church. I don't think that there's enough talk or focus on the fact that we should be trying to better ourselves. We should be striving to become more like Jesus and have his character shine through us Mm -hmm. more than us. Like we need to take a back seat. Yeah. And... I think that this is in. you don't hear much about taking practical steps Mm -hmm. towards becoming a better version of yourself in order to further the kingdom. Yeah. There, it's been glazed over for a very long time. Yeah. And far too often when people have personality conflicts, they have mental health issues, they have all these things. For many, many years, you hear people say, just give it to God. Pray a little harder. Mm-hmm. You know, you, yeah. all of those things. Yeah. Well, just give it to God and pray harder. But also you have to take, you, you have to be self-aware enough yeah. to acknowledge that you have an issue. Yeah. A, like a personality issue or an issue working with people or something like that. And we should all have a genuine desire and I guess my prayer for people would be that God instills in them a genuine desire to Im- improve upon themselves in order to further his kingdom.
1: And we we need the discipleship. We need yeah. the we need to build people into that person that is that is able to go boldly before the throne of God. Yeah. When you feel that you can take an issue boldly before the throne of God, then you will have the discernment to look around you And see the three people that you can comfortably ask to pray about sensitive issues because you will know that they're going to take it with you and they're Mm going to take it serious. There's so many things that that build the body of Christ and edify the body of Christ through having good discipleship. Yeah. The entire... So I just want to, I guess, caution
2: people and encourage them to, to say this. There's an allure to the world for this like self-help self-betterment like being your authentic self yeah there's a lot of new okay age. there's new age there's people that they say that they're becoming their most authentic self and they're trying to transition from one biological gender. sex to mm-hmm. another okay mm-hmm. they're taking on gender ideology when we're talking about being your authentic self that is in the image and likeness of god that's right yeah. come on yep And at no point are you the main character. Right. And everything that we are saying to do and that we're striving to do is with Jesus at the center. Mm Yeah. 100% of the time. Yeah. We are not self-exalting. Right. In order to make ourselves the the protagonist of the story. Mm -hmm. We know how the story ends and he is at the center of it all. Come on. And we want to continue to exalt him over ourselves always. And in doing so, you will become your most authentic yeah, and righteous and correct self if you align yourself with him and his will and his purpose for your life. And that's that's the goal.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. We are so blessed to have the privilege to share with you. If you haven't already, please connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us by searching at The Real King Podcast. That's at T-H-E, Real King Podcast. The Real King podcast is recorded in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. It is hosted by Joe and Heidi King, who are joined each week by Christina Santamaria as a moderator and contributor. It is produced and edited by Joe and Heidi King and Carlos and Christina Santamaria. All content is under copyright and all rights are reserved.